This is Vermont Edition. I'm Mitch Wertliebman for Jane Lindholm. For more than half a century, Vermont's middle-grade students have been reading books on Dorothy's List, the reading program and award named for Vermont author Dorothy Canfield Fisher. The Arlington author and educator reformer has published dozens of novels, short stories, and other works in her lifetime. But in recent years, there has been criticism for the way Fisher stereotyped Native Americans and French Canadians in her work and for her connection to the eugenics movement. That connection is one reason why the Vermont Department of Libraries is now changing the name of the annual Dorothy Canfield Fisher Book Award. Last week, Jane Lindholm spoke with Jason Broughton, Vermont State Librarian and Commissioner of Libraries, and she asked him if the reason for changing the name was because of Canfield's ties to the eugenics movement or that the name isn't relevant to present-day Vermonters. I would say, actually, you'd be answering it in both veins. It has some impacts on both sides. The relevancy to a lot more Vermonters and the connections and importance of that, I would say that the spirit of the award definitely is driving that and what allows people to be engaged with the love of reading. But on the opposite side, there is a consideration that it can be a deterrent to inclusivity and diversity to get more people to kind of participate within that. I would say myself, along with the board and a variety of other people, there was a aspect of understanding that discussion. But moving forward was, is it relevant in the sense of attracting more kids to this award and making it sustainable for the future? Is it hard to reconcile those two things, though? Because, you know, in some ways, let's say the name was super relevant and it was like, you know, everybody knows the name Dorothy Canfield Fisher, but she's still connected to the eugenics movement. And there is still some problematic writing that stereotypes Native Americans, stereotypes, you know, French Canadians. So even if her name was super relevant, would the decision to change the name of the award still stand? I would say in that vein, I believe that it would not, even if we did not do this now, over time, there would come a time when that would have to be deliberated and discussed. Right now, yes, there's a lot of things going on in the contemporary society and culture where we are reinvestigating, relooking, retooling, redebating what it means to hold up a person and then all of a sudden realize that over time, mm, this is different from when we started and how do we want to address that? So with With that, I would definitely say from a library standpoint in which we say we are inclusive for all, access for all, that would definitely play a part in trying to make sure that people are associated and connected to something that not only they enjoy, but they feel that they're a part of and asked to be a part of. It's such an interesting conversation for the Department of Libraries to be having around this award, I imagine, because I would assume that librarians and a department of libraries that is so invested in the cultural life of its constituents would say, well, this is an interesting opportunity for us to be part of this cultural conversation around the past and the present and inclusivity and racism and all of these conversations that are swirling. And here you are now in the middle of it. Yes, you definitely. That's exactly why we feel we are one of the best places and hosts to have this conversation on the life of Dorothy Canfield Fisher over the next coming year or years. You mean you're welcoming it? You're not like, oh, gosh. I would actually say yes. Um, I am a Southerner uh, by birth, and I think that I would have a unique caveat in understanding some of that. There have been those who might not like this association, but it is similar to monuments in the South and the dialogue and conversations that happen within those types of topics. And within that, I believe that what we should want to do is want to have a book awarding conference that discusses the love and enjoyment of literacy and reading for children 
So the first part of that would be, we believe that the children of Vermont should vote on this award. There will be some light guardrails, as I call it, from some examples that you could see <laughs> out in popular culture, like the British Navy did yes, the same you, thing. I was just thinking that. What was the name? It was like Bodie McBodie. Bodie McBodface was That's what right. they ended up upon. The, the British Navy decided to kind of open up a, a personal discourse in a way in which they let the internet also vote and choose. <laughs> and they had no guardrails, which said, whatever you choose, the majority of the people, we will actually put it. So yes, on one of their destroyer or fleet's uh, destroyer ships, they actually have Bodie McBoatface right on the side you can find it on the internet. And are you telling me, Jason, you don't trust children to come up with a, a oh, completely I respectful name? Oh, I think they are beautiful and smart, and then sometimes there just needs to be a little bit of clarification <laughs> on the instructions from time <laughs> to time. But I think they are perfectly fine to make the best decision. With, <laughs> with some those insight. guardrails yes. intact, with yes. With some insight. So what are the guardrails? We actually want this to be as open as possible, so as low but we are working through those items. But we want people to submit as many items as possible. The way this would work is we uh, would be looking to launch this out in the fall and then over time allow teachers to kind of know what the process would be for announcing this to their classes and libraries across the state. And then there'll be a period of voting in which we would then aggregate and compile all of that and put it together. And then there would be some general voting, cleaning up, and then offering it back out to Vermont to say, okay, here is what people have listed, and here is the choices that we're going to vote upon. And if it all worked out correctly, by next April, that name would then be announced to everybody as a whole going forward for the fall of next year. We would want a name that reflects the love of literacy and, if at all applicable, and associated with, with Vermont. The key goal would be centered around the mission and vision of the current award, and then how someone could visualize that in an actual theme or topic. But meanwhile, you said you're also still interested in having this conversation sort of in tandem with the new name, having yes. a conversation about how we view the past and people's past actions in the, the context of today's society. So how are you going to have those kinds of conversations? I'm looking forward to traveling across Vermont and in some of these cases hosting um, those at libraries or different venues discussing the life and times of Dorothy Canfield Fisher in retrospective and in perspective when it comes to contemporary culture. I have, through the course of this conversation around Dorothy Canfield Fisher, read a lot about her. I have not deeply read her own work and her own words. Are you hoping or do you advocate for people to actually go back and read these works, even if in the context of today's social norms, they may feel outdated, they may feel racist in some cases. They may not feel like they fit with our values. Is it still worth going back and reading Dorothy Campbell? I highly suggest that one of the canons of librarianship is intellectual freedom. So we are always wanting people to read. And of course, there are going to be some caveats. You want to look at bias and prejudice and your own personal feelings. But if you can, I want to say, not move past that, but understand where that sits, then you hopefully can read both sides of everything. And it's not so much about making a decision about who the person is. It's to say, how is this represented today? Or how should we focus upon that as a society about these people? And be thoughtful in the process. Because I know that there are lots of people who love and adore Dorothy Canfield Fisher. I have met a lot of people in a variety from state government to legislators who have also let me know, please do not forget her. Uh, just recently, this week, I received a letter from the granddaughter of Dorothy Canfield Fisher, who is a sociologist. And 
And she let me know in so many words um, her own personal sentiment, her sentiments as a person of history and also as a sociologist. But she left it in closing to me very nicely saying, whatever you're going to do, just please don't forget her. And that, I think, is a very, very unique caveat in which we want to do that. But we want to do it in a way and says, who was this person fully? That's an interesting perspective to take, the who was this person fully, because it winds up when there's a conversation like this often being a conversation that's based on extremes. And so, you know, as I mentioned, some people really don't like... Dorothy Canfield Fisher's name associated with this award because they say she had a tie to the eugenics movement through her um, participation in the Vermont Commission on Country Life. While others say, look at her work. She she didn't espouse these viewpoints. She didn't believe in, in many of these ideas. And look at all of the good things that she did. Are we really going to throw that away over an association. And so how do you have a multifaceted, fully informed, oh. <laughs> you know, conversation about a historical person's life when in a lot of ways history is about sort of picking out the extremes and deciding which one we want to live with and then moving on. I fully agree, but it takes a skilled and an adept person. Um, I'm not fully there, so I would be reaching out to a lot of partners who are also interested in helping the department have these conversations. These would be moderated and facilitated with skilled people who know how to kind of navigate history, contemporary views, and also walk people into a reality to say, hmm, you might think that you're not on the same page with this, but let's offer you some unique information that could not change your mind, but just open some other viewpoints where you're like, hmm, I see how you're now thinking, or I understand a little bit better, or... I actually didn't know this. So at the end of that, what we would be asking at each of those sessions is not so much an agreement. It's more or less, what is the understanding that you now have on this person and this philosophy and this life? And how do you yourself personally think people could be viewed after they have, in a sense, become deceased but still remain famous? And, oh, by the way, what do you want the new award to be called? Uh, Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is changing. That is changing. That is going to change. And we will be thoughtful about that process. And I think the children of Vermont will also be extremely thoughtful about that process. We can't wait to see what names and images and titles can be uh, conjured up by our children. Jason Broughton is the state librarian of Vermont. He also oversees libraries statewide as the commissioner of libraries. And we've been talking about the name change for the Dorothy Canfield Fisher Children's Book Award. The name should be officially changed by next spring. Jason, thank you very much for speaking with us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much.